Welcome in everybody, 5280 Sports Network, 5280sportsnetwork.com. It's time for the Broncos Blitz for Tuesday, uh, April the 25th. Had to look at the calendar, uh, 2017. Welcome back to the parking lot of the UC Health Training Center. I'm Denver Broncos beat writer and managing editor at 5280sportsnetwork.com. Your good friend, Jake Marsing, my good friend, Ryan Green, as we mentioned on the episode yesterday, is out today. Had to go uh, handle his work responsibilities with CBS and whatnot, doing his his big boy job. Uh, I'm I don't I don't have really a big boy job. My big boy job is to bring you all the Denver Broncos news and analysis that you need. And holy cow, do I got some good stuff uh, today? Because guess what? Today we got the opportunity to watch these Denver Broncos actually take the football field for the first time since the end of last season, since that sad, sad day on New Year's Day when Gary Kubiak announced his retirement and they beat the Oakland Raiders and it was cloudy and everybody was sad and miserable because they weren't making the playoffs. Well, guess what? That is a thing of the past because the Broncos took the field today on the first day of veteran minicamp. Yes, it was almost entirely uh, in... It was a... uh, This would be described as an extraordinarily easy, light day. Uh, They did... Some warm-up stuff, they did a little bit of install, they did a couple different things uh, to, to really get the, the early part of this offensive game plan uh, and offensive scheme and defensive scheme put together. But for the most part, this was a very light, very easy day for this Denver Bronco football club, uh, and not that, that's certainly not unexpected. Broncos are going to be out here today and tomorrow for two days of these off-season activities as the OTAs continue through their uh, various phases before we finally get to the draft on Thursday. Some things that struck me right away uh, about this first day of OTAs, and I mentioned it in a video which is posted up on the YouTube uh, channel. Go to the YouTube channel, by the way, at 5280 Sports Network. Just search 5280 Sports Network on YouTube. Uh, Give us a subscribe. Hit that subscribe button because you know you want to. Uh, I mentioned it in the video that Ryan and I shot earlier today where he mentions my my thought on Ty Sam Brylow because that was interesting to watch. Yesterday, we heard so much from John Elway about Ty Sam Brylow, the possibility that Ty could be an option for them at left tackle. We know what a big need that is. For the Broncos, and John really seemed uh, set. He seemed set on on making that an option. And so, when we go out there today to finally see these guys with helmets and jerseys on, it was fascinating to see Ty look bigger. Sam Brilo looked bigger than he did the last time I saw him. Now, maybe that's just a figment of my imagination, but I wasn't the only one who noticed it. See, Salami, Zach Stevens, Ryan Green himself made remarks about Ty looking a little bit bulkier, a little bit bigger. That was fascinating to see because it shows me that Ty has done exactly what he told me he was going to do when the team cleaned out their lockers back in early January. He's been in the weight room, and we've talked ad nauseum about the issues that Ty Sambrilo has had building his body. He had the upper the, the shoulder injury 
the shoulder injury against the Lions week three of his rookie season that ended his rookie season. He was not able to get into the right the weight room again until the offseason. And then early in training camp last year, he injured his arm. He I think he fractured his arm, and he was out for most of training camp, wasn't able to lift. So he has not had a healthy offseason to, to do much of anything. He hasn't been able to get himself in the weight room until now. And maybe, just maybe, uh, he has finally been able to, to put himself into the weight room and see how things are working out for him and, and get his body right. Because the issue with the Sam Brilo, when you watch him on film, certainly is not his athleticism. We knew he was a great athlete coming out of Colorado State. There was no question about his feet. The issues with Sam Brilo are all upper body. He just isn't strong enough. It's a simple fix in my mind, and if Sam Brilo can really build his body back in the way that he apparently seems to be, uh, it's going to be super beneficial for the Broncos because he's going to be an option for them at left tackle if they don't wind up drafting a, a tackle in the first round. And the more I talk to people, the more I talk to, to, to scouts and to folks around the league, the more I think they are planning to draft a tackle in the first round. But we shall... See, so Sam Brilo was certainly a big story. Uh, the second story that interested me, obviously, is the quarterbacks. I wrote about this, just published it a little bit ago. You can find it at 5280sportsnetwork.com about the quarterbacks. Both of them spoke today. Trevor Simeon and Paxton Lynch spoke to the media talking about their different uh, draft experiences, is what I wrote about with the NFL draft. Just a couple of days away, the those two guys have such contrasting stories that it was really interesting to hear them talk about their draft experience. Uh, Trevor Simeon obviously was not expecting to be drafted, but he got a call anyway, and he said, that was great. It was cool. It was a great moment. Meanwhile, Paxton Lynch, this highly thought of, highly coveted, uh, uber-athletic, six-foot-seven-inch, laser-rocket-arm quarterback out of Memphis, uh, he was highly thought of, and he thought he was going to be a lock to be a top 20, top 15 pick. And then he wasn't, and then he wasn't, and then he wasn't again until finally the Broncos grab him uh, at 26 after trading up with him, moving up from 31 to 26 in that draft to go get him. It was interesting to hear from Lynch's perspective just how nerve-wracking that was for him uh, in the draft just a year ago, uh, which was... Certainly a very exciting moment for the Broncos because the Broncos believed at that point, and many people in the organization still believe, that they found themselves a franchise quarterback with that pick in Paxton Lynch. And this is, guys, the season, as, as we've talked about on this show, this is the season where that's going to be figured out. Whether they were right, whether they were wrong. Paxton Lynch is going to have to play eventually, maybe. I, I, I don't buy into that. I tend to think that if Trevor Simeon wins this job in camp, it's going to be really hard to ever go to Paxton Lynch because at that point, two different coaching staffs will have said that kid doesn't have what it takes to play in this league. I think that would be a mistake. I think he does have what it takes to play in this league, certainly physically, and I think the rest can figure itself out. Uh, but but we'll see. We'll, we'll see how it works itself out. But uh, that, that was the other story today. Both uh, the Broncos quarterbacks got the chance to get out there, work a little bit, get some install done, uh, and, and throw the football around a little bit, even though they were certainly not doing any hardcore work 
uh, this early in uh, in the off-season activities program. Let's go ahead and listen to uh, let's listen to Trevor Simeon talk a little bit about how good it was to get back out on the field, what they worked on, uh, how things were out there on the first day of veteran minicamp. I think they're going really well as far as the installs, and then today was was good to get out here and put it put it to grass. Um, but it was good. I think the things we wanted to do today, we got done. We wanted to, you know, be good communi- uh, have good communication, um, just have a good tempo, and, and keep everybody up and, and healthy. So um, check those three boxes, which was good. And for the most part, Paxton Lynch echoed those sentiments. Lynch seemed excited. He seemed confident. That that's the thing I can't get over with Lynch, is just how much more confident he is. Even when he's talking to the media, he's joking now. I don't ever, we didn't obviously get him many times last season because he was never really the starting quarterback. I think we got him maybe five or six times, but just being around him even in the locker room last season, he was not a confident guy. His head was swimming, and even though he's having to learn a new offense, adjust to a new system, it was fascinating to to see him really evolve. He opened with a freaking joke about his height because he's so tall. And we went from here, from talking to C.J. Anderson to talking to Paxton Lynch. And he, we said, somebody mentioned, oh, it's a big adjustment going from C.J. to you. And he ducks down and starts laughing and joking. And he would not have done that last season. And it was interesting to see him really evolve. And it's going to be fascinating to see how he carries that onto the field. Because I'm telling you right now, if the Paxton Lynch that I have seen in the two times he's spoken to the media is the guy that we see out on the field, and he's more confident, more able to read defenses, more able to handle the mental side, if he puts in the work, that guy right there, Broncos fans, has a chance to be a special, special quarterback. Paxton Lynch can be great. Now, that's not to say that Trevor Simeon was bad. In fact, he wasn't. Trevor was good, too. Trevor, I thought, was more uh, not more mature. He's certainly always been mature. He was more gregarious, a little more lighthearted, a little more open uh, today in talking with Trevor. Uh, th- now, when I, when I talk about these press conferences, I, I certainly understand that it's a very... Uh, it's a very insulated environment. It's it's staged. It's it's something that you can only take a few things from, but you can take kind of how a guy handles that environment, how a guy handles being in front of cameras and microphones, and and whether that reflects on the field or not, I don't know, but it certainly can tell you a little bit about a guy's makeup uh, and how he handles those kinds of situations and warming up to the media is something that I think is an important part of playing quarterback or playing any position in the NFL. And it's been good to see both Simeon and Lynch develop into that role as they've gone on here in the early going. In fact, I I use this quote in the story, but it was great to hear Paxton Lynch go in-depth on his draft experience. It was great. Go check out the quotes at 5280sportsnetwork.com if you're interested. And then, uh, obviously, we got a couple other players who spoke today. Uh, it, we gained some insight from the first, and the guy who I'm going to write about here in a little bit uh, is Aqib Talib. Aqib Talib spoke to the media for the first time since the NFL uh, ruled that they would not be suspending Talib for the shooting incident in Dallas last offseason. He was very open about it. Uh, let's go ahead and listen to a little bit of Aqib Talib just talking about 
his relief that uh, that whole chapter of his life is finally over. Definitely, definitely a relief, man. Uh, just glad I can put it behind me and move on to the season and worry about what I really need to be worried about. Look, everybody in this building knows what Talib went through, and, and I think most fans also understand even how important Talib is for this Denver Bronco football club. He is a key figure in the locker room. He is the guy in that room that people go to. Uh, media, players, coaches, everybody likes to be around Aqib Talib, and you hear that when he talks, uh, and you see it on the field. That That's what's you see that energy translate out onto the field. So that was good to hear from Tlaib. Now, the question that you have to ask yourself is, uh, where does Tlaib go from here? Do you really believe that his whole time, uh, that, that he's not going to get in trouble like this again? Because that was certainly not his last gun-related incident. He's had several gun-related incidents he said, though, that this last one changed him. It changed the way that he thinks about guns, changed the way that he handles guns. Let's listen to Akib talk about that. Akib, will the experience you've had change your relationship with how you handle guns and that sort of thing in your private life? Uh, I think it will, man. It, it definitely has so far, man. So uh, I got to do some little safety things, man, here and there, but I, it definitely will. You know, we will certainly find out uh, whether or not Tlaib is able to keep himself straight and narrow. Because if he is, he's obviously a huge contributor for this Denver Bronco football team. Uh, last guy that I wanted to mention was the head coach. Holy hell. Uh, the head coach spoke today. Vance Joseph addressed the media from the outside podium after a practice for the first time as an NFL head coach, he obviously is going through a little bit of an adjustment, and it was interesting to hear. Like, he was asked directly who started at left tackle, just who played left tackle today. And he didn't answer the question. He said he didn't... Some people thought that he was dancing around it because he wasn't trying to play that game. He wasn't trying to get into the who played left tackle game, establish a depth chart in April. You certainly don't want to do that. And that very well may have been the case, but he said flat out, I don't, I don't know who played left tackle, I'll have to go in and check. Uh, and that was interesting, because you'd think there would be different ways of getting around uh, of getting around that, that question if you didn't want to answer it, if you knew the answer but didn't want to answer, instead of just saying, I, uh, I don't know, uh, which was essentially his answer. So, I'm not going to read too much into that, but it was something, it's just something to keep an eye on. Every time a new coach comes in and does things a certain way, it's uh, it's interesting, interesting to watch. So that that's something to keep an eye on. But that clearly is part of an ongoing process with Vance Joseph, where he's trying to figure out exactly what this gig is and what it entails and what he needs to do. So, and, and he even talked about that. He talked about the difficulties that he's having and kind of the the pace that he's having to keep up and the role that he's trying to find himself in and just how different that is. Let's go ahead and listen to Coach Joseph talk about that. It's different. I was a little lost this morning. You know? <laughs> Last year, going from a secondary coach to a coordinator, I was really bored doing meetings. This year is even worse, so I've got to find a home. <laughs> I kind of naturally gravitate to the defense, naturally. But um, it's different. It's different. Uh, you know, my role is... is uh, you know, probably most suited outside of the practice field as far as organization and pushing the team the right way. 
Look, there's obviously a lot going on out here at the UC Health Training Center. The Broncos are going to be back to work on the practice field tomorrow. I wish I could sit here and tell you how everybody played and how the competition sets up. And the only thing that I'll say, and I tweeted this out, I thought Paxton Lynch looked really good today. Uh, He looked on target. I watched his footwork. His footwork was cleaner than I'd seen it. Clearly working with the quarterback coach that he worked with was was a good decision for him. And we'll see how it translates throughout the offseason and into training camp. I've maintained that this competition is not going to be decided until August. That it'll probably be a couple of weeks into camp before we really have a good idea of where this thing is going to line up. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I actually think that's a good thing for a Denver Bronco team uh, that that can afford a little bit of flexibility there because they've got other things that they have to worry about. Obviously, we talk about left tackle. We talk about needing an offensive playmaker. Well, guess what? They're going to have an opportunity to get a bunch of those things when the NFL draft kicks off on Thursday. So again, you can go to 5280sportsnetwork.com right now. Check out the quotes. Check out the story on Paxton Lynch and Trevor Simeon talking about their draft stock. Also, embedded on that piece and embedded in the Aqib Talib piece that's going to go up in a little bit is uh, Ryan Green and I's uh, draft, uh, not draft, but uh, OTA recap video. Check that out for sure to give you just a general idea. We recorded that right after we came off the field from watching practice. So you want to know what our observations were right when they happened. That is the place to hear them. Check it out there. Also on the YouTube channel as well, 5280 Sports Network. Uh, Hey, did you know, by the way, that we have an app? We have a sweet, sweet app. You can find it in Google Play, the App Store, Android, everywhere. Uh, Just search 5280 Sports Network, get you all the podcasts, including this here uh, Broncos Blitz podcast, which you know you already want to be listening to every single day during the Broncos season, and iTunes, by the way. A lot of people listen to this show through, uh, because I've seen the numbers, through the website, but iTunes is actually the place I would most recommend listening to this show. Uh, We are there for you. Subscribe on uh, iTunes uh, if you uh, if you please give us the give us a rating as well that helps us a lot if you if you give us a rating tell us what you think of the show our goal on the Broncos Blitz every single day is to give you news tell you what we saw uh, what we think about what's going on at the UC Health Training Center Ryan will be back here tomorrow he may be back on the show we'll find out If not, I'll hold down the fort again tomorrow because the Broncos are going to be at work. That means that we at 5280 Sports Network are at work as well. Check out the stories. Check out all the coverage. Uh, Morning Minute, Matt Smith filling in for Sean Drotar while Sean gets a nice shiny uh, new tan out in Mexico. He will be back with us for the draft, I think, on Saturday. He's scheduled to come in and do a little bit of draft work with us. So, We'll have all that. Guys, it's uh, it's getting here. The NFL draft almost upon us. We will have all sorts of coverage for you in the next couple days, uh, including, that's the other thing I wanted to mention. I'm glad I remembered. Uh, you got to go check out, uh, Derek Kessinger just wrote the funniest mock draft you will ever find uh, breaking down the draft order and what NFL draft fans really ought to see and really want to see for all 32 teams, uh, bad puns, national anthem disasters, 
that piece is a really, really fun read. If you don't like mock drafts, that's the piece to uh, to go check out. But if you do like mock drafts, guess what? My ne- my uh, my final mock draft is going to come out on uh, on Wednesday. It'll be out. So check all that out as we uh, get ready for the NFL draft. Continue covering the Denver Broncos. Blake's new regulars podcast. We'll get some nuggets, some some good nuggets stuff. Going to be coming down the pike as well. Uh, it is starting to rain out here at the UC Health Training Center, and that means it's time for me to pack it in. So I'm going to head inside, write this, publish this podcast, give it a like and subscribe on iTunes like I mentioned, and uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow for my partner, Ryan Green, and for everybody at 5280 Sports Network. I'm Jake Marsing. Follow me on Twitter at Jake D. Marsing. Follow us on Twitter at 5280 Sports Ned, I'll be back out here tomorrow. Until then, this is the Broncos Blitz on 5280 Sports Network.